1: Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by jenjag.com. I'm Jordan Delugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you all know, we have got Chargers at Jaguars wild card round weekend. Jaguars are division champs. Chargers coming in as the 5th seed, the wild card. It's prime time. It's Saturday night 8:15 at the bank. It's going to be a raucous environment. Today, Friday, January the 13th. Friday the 13th. Y'all be safe out there. We're going through matchups to watch in this one between the, the Chargers and the Jags. I think there's a whole bunch of things you can look at when you talk about what's going to determine this football game, but we're going to dive into my top five matchups to watch. I'd like to remind you to hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. You can also hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube if you enjoy the content. helps the channel grow tremendously. Could not be doing this without y'all. You. Appreciate your support, Duval. But let's get into these matchups. It's got to start for me. Doug Peterson versus Brandon Staley, elite offensive play caller versus a defensive mastermind. Look, Doug Peterson got the best of Brandon Staley in a big way last time. Doug Peterson's runs with J Rob and uh, Travis Etienne. They employed a bunch of different rushing concepts. The Chargers really struggled to match any of them. The Jaguars ran all over them that day, and then you also had the quick passing game. Chargers, they like to put a roof over the offense. They like to limit the the explosive plays. So, what do the Jaguars do? They do one of the things they do very well: get the ball out quickly, quick drops. Trevor getting the ball out, um, no hitch, just one, two, three, out. They were doing that all day against the Chargers last time. So the onus is on Brandon Staley to make an adjustment here, right? And so Doug Peterson, he's also got to think about what is the adjustment Brandon Staley's going to make? Are the Chargers going to try to press up against the line a little bit more, make it a little bit more difficult for Trevor to get into those quick throws? What are they going to do against the run? Are they going to load the box? If they do that, I think Doug's going to have answers, certainly. If they don't load the box, I think you just keep running the ball. And I'm not saying you run it more than you throw it. You've got Trevor Lawrence. You've got one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. You want to lean on him. But when you've got Travis Etienne going up against a ground defense, a rushing defense, that's one of the worst in football, that gives up some of the biggest, most explosive plays in the game today, yeah, you want to use Travis Etienne in that situation. No doubt about it. Um, So... How do these two attack each other? Where's the punch? How do you counter punch? All these different things? I think it's a great matchup again. I think Doug Peterson is if you want to, uh, even if you you don't want to give him as much praise as I probably think he deserves, he's at minimum a top five play caller in the NFL right now. I think bar none. And I think Brandon Staley, same thing on the other side of the ball. And his defense doesn't really have the personnel that he needs. Um, In certain spots, and I think that's why you've kind of seen them not play up to the level that you saw Staley's defense uh, with the Los Angeles Rams a couple years back. Uh, Obviously, that defense had some Hall of Fame-level talent, some of the best players on the planet. Chargers' defense doesn't have as much of that. They do have Derwin, they have Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, they have some guys, no doubt about it, but... um, I just don't think that he has the interior players to kind of execute what he really wants to do with his scheme. And that's been one of the biggest reasons they're one of the worst rush defenses in football right now. So how does Doug Peterson attack Brandon Staley? I think he's going to try to go to the ground game early. How does Staley counterpunch? And then again, how does Peterson react to that counterpunch? It's going to be a really fun matchup. Doug Peterson, like we said, he got the... he took advantage of Brandon Staley last time. He certainly won that matchup. 38 to 10, the Jaguars won in week three. Different football teams now, but the Chargers run defense. That's the one thing about their defense or their, their team that hasn't really taken a step forward since then. They have some ups. They've they've had some ups, I'll say that. Uh when it comes to the run defense. But overall, it's been mostly very disappointing for the Chargers run defense. Getting into the second matchup to watch, Keenan Allen. Ever heard of him? One of the most productive receivers in the NFL over the last half decade plus. He's going to be lined up against likely Trey Herndon in the slot. And this isn't a matchup I'm super concerned with throughout the entirety of the game. But specifically on third down plays, the Jaguars really like to run man coverage looks on third down to try to heat heat, um, quarterbacks up. And that's just how they live and die. They want to be aggressive. Trey Herndon, man-to-man versus Keenan Allen, is a mismatch if you're the Chargers. You want that matchup. So what do the Jaguars do to try to mitigate Keenan Allen's effectiveness in these situations? I think it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. But uh, you've also got Trey Herndon. He's been picking it up. He's been playing better football. Now, he hasn't faced a CeeDee Lamb or an Amon ross St. Brown in quite some time. The Jaguars' defense hasn't as a whole. You know, one of these slot superstars. But Keenan Allen, he aligns primarily from the slot. 64% of his reps this year, his routes this year, were in the slot. You've got Keenan Allen versus Trey Herndon on third downs is what it's looking like unless the Jaguars completely flip the script and change things up. That's going to be critical, and um, I don't know how Trey Herndon will fare in those matchups, to be quite honest. Keenan Allen is a wonderful, wonderful route runner. And uh, just one of the better receivers and most reliable receivers over the past, like I said, half decade plus. Um, really, really prolific receiver. And a wonderful quarterback throwing him the football in Justin Herbert. And I'm not going into the matchup of Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence because they do not play each other. Right? Uh, they will not be on the field at the same time. But when you're looking at it from a big picture, how how are these two teams going to win this football game? Yeah. Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence are going to be critical for these two teams. Uh, They're two of the best young quarterbacks in the game. We know that. But they're not going to be playing against each other, so they're not really matched up. So that's why we're not talking about them in matchups to watch. But I've also got Travis Etienne versus Travis Etienne. We know this is one of the most explosive backs in football. Travis Etienne is a home run waiting to happen. There's no doubt about that. He's also been one of the more injured, or excuse me, not injury prone, fumble prone backs in football this year. Uh, really struggles to hold on to the football in certain situations. And that's something he's going to have to work on throughout the offseason. It's something he has been working on throughout this 2022 campaign, but it's an issue. And so the variance that Travis Etienne can bring to your football team. It's a little bit frightening, because if you come out and you have an early fumble, now you're giving the Chargers, Justin Herbert, and this talented group, you're giving them easy opportunities. But on the flip side of that, it's just as likely, if not more likely, that Travis Etienne comes out and he starts picking up chunks against this Chargers run defense. So Travis Etienne versus Travis Etienne. Just hold on to the football, brother. Hold on to the ball and we will be all good for Travis Etienne. Because if you eliminate those fumbles, now all of a sudden you're talking about legitimately one of the scariest weapons in the game and you're not scared as Doug Peterson, as the Jaguars coaching staff, to put him on the field because you're not worrying about fumbling. That's where you want to get. Hopefully you can get there at some point during this postseason, um, if not going into 2023. Now, looking at a little bit of you know the Jaguars' defensive front, right? where can they take advantage of these Chargers? Where can they get some pressure? They're going to try to get pressure from all over. That's kind of what Mike Caldwell does. But where do the Jaguars have an advantage when you're just looking at one-on-one matchups? I'm a big fan of Jamari Sawyer. I cannot believe he fell to the sixth round in the draft. I thought he should have been a mid-day-two pick, really a second-round pick. He played left tackle at Georgia for a long time. But size-wise, athleticism-wise, he projected to be more of a guard at the next level, and I think that's why the Chargers took him. However, with injuries, with Rayshon Slater going down, they have shifted Salyer out to left tackle. And he's been okay. Like, for a rookie who is playing in really big-time games on a big-time offense, Salyer's been all right. But when you talk about Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker matching up one-on-one with Salyer, it's really not a favorable matchup for the Chargers. He has been given up some pressures throughout the year. He has faced some mismatches throughout the year. Again, he's not the biggest, he's not the most athletic tackle that you're going to face. He's a guy that will probably end up playing most of his career on the interior. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker got to take advantage of that matchup, and even Arden. I mean, who else, whoever is lined up on that defensive right side against that offensive left side, going up against that left tackle in clear pass rushing situations, you've got to be able to take advantage, and maybe you also try to confuse him. You know, attack him. Uh, send two guys up. One, you know, Mike Caldwell can do a lot of different things to put pressure on different offensive linemen. Throughout that group, and I think Jamari Sawyer and Matt Filer certainly, who plays next to him at left guard, has not been one of the more impressive guards in football this year. So, looking at that left side, you get Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker going, maybe some R R H, Devon Hamilton, Arden Key. You know, I think that the Jaguars have an opportunity to take advantage of the Chargers' left side of their offensive line on the defensive right side. So that's going to be critical for the Jags if they want to have this, this defense that creates big plays and creates pressure, gets off the field. That, that, that's what they've had over the last month. If they want to continue that, I think they need to take advantage of the Chargers' left side of their offensive line. And my last point here isn't really a matchup. More of a question. I mean, Mike Williams dramatically changes the way the Chargers can play offense, and the way the Jaguars can play defense. So does wide receiver Mike Williams play in this football game? He did not practice this week. Suffered a back injury in the Chargers' meaningless Week 18 loss to the Broncos, in which most of the starters played a lot of the game. I don't know what Brandon Staley's doing over there, but he didn't practice this week, Mike Williams. Brandon Staley has said that, you know, If Mike doesn't practice, is there a possibility he could play? Yes. So he's questionable. He could still play in this game. How effective will he be? We don't know. And so if Mike Williams is out there and he's not effective, he's not his normal self, or he's not able to suit up, that dramatically shifts what the Jaguars can do defensively because now you don't have to worry about two elite receivers in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. You only have to worry about Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen is the one that plays the spot that you really struggle to defend, again, in the slot. So if Mike Williams isn't out there, you can um, kind of shift more of your resources, shift more of your attention to slowing down Keenan Allen. And I think that's huge. So if Mike Williams is unable to play, if he is not effective, if he's not running um, the way he needs to run, going up to get the ball the way he needs to get the ball, then the Jaguars are going to have a massive advantage on defense, only having to deal with Keenan Allen. And, of course, they have guys that can get the do- job done. Josh Palmer is fine. you know. Um, DeAndre Carter, th- there's receivers there, but none of them are scaring you the way Mike Williams is scaring you. On the outside, that's just the way it is. He's he's a damn good jump ball winner, big play down the field type of guy. And if they don't have his services, that's going to dramatically change this football game. So keep an eye on it, Duval. Those are my matchups to watch. Thank you so much for tuning in here to Duval Daily on Friday the 13th. Again, stay safe out there. Don't want anything crazy happening the night before the game, folks. But thank you so much for tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. You can also hit that like and subscribe button, the notification bell, so you don't miss a show on here. And of course, check jinjag.com. You can go grab a division champ shirt. You can also become a channel member right on right here on YouTube. Link in the description below. Again, thank you so much for supporting this channel. Duval means the world to me. Y'all have a great Friday.